Hello everyone, it's Martha and you're listening to Just Another Drama Queen. Just wanted to jump in quickly and say before you listen to the episode, it's probably best if you listen to it with headphones. Tom's coming through a little bit quietly, but through headphones it does sound good. So hope you enjoy the episode and stay tuned next week as always for a new episode. Enjoy! Hello. Good morning and good evening. Oh my god, you can hear me. You're here. How are you? I'm very well. A bit sleepy, so bear with me. But that's okay, honey. Um, everyone, welcome back to the podcast. Today, I have one of my oldest friends, and mm-hmm. I'm gonna say like my first ever like true love, year six <laughs> true love boyfriend. Um, on the Who's podcast, <laughs> Tom <laughs> Thomas Beard. How are you, darling? I'm very, very well. It's currently six o'clock. I had to get up a little bit early for this, but um, yeah, I'm excited, man. I feel a bit nervous, honestly. Like my, my belly's a bit like, I feel a bit butterflies. Well, talking about belly, I'm literally on, currently on WhatsApp to Brandon, working out whether he's given me food poisoning this evening because I'm feeling a little bit jittery. But hopefully, we're, um, I'm not going to shit myself halfway through. So let's like, just keep okay, our nice. fingers crossed. Is but, he, um, does, he, does, he cook, does he cook frequently or is, this like an, is he trying out a new thing so it could be a bit... No, he's he's good at cooking. He's like got a lot better recently, but um, mm. who knows? I mean, sometimes mistakes happen, don't they? And it was chicken, so um, mm. who who knows? Really, I mean, I could I could end up uh, shitting myself mid podcast, so we might just Live. have to kind of yeah, just Live have to direct on the <laughs> just have to dip off <laughs> Um, but good. yeah, I'm also views. exactly, exactly. It's uh, it'll be a first time thing, so that's great. But I was also going to say as well, like, thank you for waking up because obviously, for people that don't know, Tom uh, is living the high life in Bali currently, and that's where he is speaking to me from. Mm-hmm. Um, and if it was the other way around, and if I had to wake up at uh, six o'clock in the morning or five thirty in the morning, whatever it was, it just wouldn't mm-hmm. happen. So I really appreciate that you've done that for me. Oh, it's all good. It's, it's literally just like probably 45 minutes before I usually get up anyway. So. Oh, you're such a... So how good, baby. Plus, actually, do you know what? It's beautiful outside right now. They've, um, there's a big Hindu festival and the main day is today, so I can hear everyone chanting. It's beautiful. Oh, so. that's so lovely. All I can hear is the dulcet tones of Costa del Peckham outside my window. So um, that's probably a much nicer situation to be in yourself than what I'm in. Yeah, yeah. Listening to the festival, listening to all the beautiful things. I miss Bali. I mean, I'm talking about Bali mm-hmm. Tom is a for everyone listening Tom is a jewelry designer and has his own business which we will get into a little bit more in a moment but talking about Bali why why Bali like I know obviously it's like the, one of the most beautiful places in the world but why Bali for one you living there and two has it kind of like w- was it a choice that you made for your business to like go there and do that and if so why I knew he was going to ask me this. I was just thinking about this. It's crazy. Um, it wasn't. It wasn't a business choice. It was that. The boring answer is it was literally just all down to. It just felt like the right place. So at the time, I think I was like twenty, twenty-one years old. I was working for myself. Um, I didn't really have a proven business that could work from my laptop, but I knew that's the lifestyle I wanted to set up. And at the time I was doing sports organizational rings, like championship rings for sports teams in the UK, mostly um, American football teams, but playing in the UK. 
I literally just saw a picture of some palm trees and some blue seas. I knew I wanted to surf and Bali just seemed like the logical place to go if you was going to go to Indonesia. So I went to Bali and first place I walked up to at the time was Changu and that's where I'm still at now. And what you've so literally, have you, you, you've been there for how long now? Because you just said what, when you were like 21, 22? Yeah. We're 25 like, now. How is that? Yeah, we're coming, up, we're coming up to three years. Shut up. You haven't been there yeah. for three years. Not like direct. I've come back in it, but. This is the longest I've been here because of the whole mad situation in the world right now. But, but yeah, it's been three years. I've been here nearly a year straight, just like without even leaving the country. Oh, I'm so jealous. I would That's do anything to be in Bali. Yeah. But then saying that, what has <clears throat> it been like with, what's it been like with coronavirus out there? Like, I literally, I feel like you can't have a podcast and not like mention it. But like <laughs> for somebody in Bali, like what has it been like there? Honestly, it's been, it's just been amazing. Like, so there's a couple of sketchy months, like in March when everything really started to get a bit sour, like people started to leave and they shut the beaches so we couldn't go surf for two months. But that's honestly about as bad as it's got. Oh, that Apart sounds that, horrible. Like... <laughs> yeah. It's just it's just a mad country. Like, you know what it's like in Asia. Yeah. Um, at the moment, there's a there's a law on that you need to wear a mask and it's like five pound fine if you get caught and stuff like that. So it's just a five pound fine. Yeah, which I but, mean to them is like a big deal, right? That's like the currency exchange and stuff. Like that's like actually quite a lot of money. I yeah, guess, for a lot of people, hundred thousand fine. You could call it that. It sounds a bit better, but yeah, that that translates to five pound. But apart from that, honestly, it's just been. I think it's been the right place. We don't have. We're not bombarded with media like just skewing the message and like getting people ramped up and scared. Like everyone's pretty laid back and chilled just because they're out here anyway. So we're in our own little bubble, honestly, which I'm super super grateful for because. When it all started kicking off, like, for 24 hours, I did think about it. Like, should I, should I come home? Like, what's it going to be like here? Because there's a lot of horror stories. Like, if something really goes bad in Asia, you don't have the healthcare, you don't have this, you don't have that. So, uh, yeah. but me and a core group of family friends decided to stay out here. So, still And it's just now. worked. Yeah, but, like, visa situations they've been good with. We've got, like, emergency visas and stuff like that. So, we're all just posted up, really. Yeah, and just actually living the life by the sounds yeah. of that. And it's healthy as well, you know, we're outside, we're in the sea, we're sun shining, so I think it's the best place to be, honestly. I'm really, I am fucking hate you slightly, because I would do anything yeah. to be there right now. Like, I've literally been in my flat, and yeah, we've had, what, a couple of weeks of sunshine, and now I'm guessing it's probably going to be over after next week, so. Yeah. I mean, are you planning on coming back anytime soon? So, I was... I was meant to be coming back now. Now I'm thinking about coming back in December, but it's honestly just like, I'm, I can't risk, A, I can't risk not getting back into this country because I'm working with brands over here now and that's like, a big, big part of my business going forward. So that's one thing. I've got a cute little dog, which I don't want to like risk getting, not being able to get back to see. Well, yeah, exactly. I mean, could you get, is it he or is she? Uh, she. She yeah. could you get her a podcast? A podcast. <laughs> yeah, she, she could have a podcast. She's, she's she podcast? Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. could you not get her a passport? Is what I meant to say. So yeah, we can get her out of the country, but like for two weeks, it's probably not really worth it. Well, yeah, true, true, um, true, she's true. Got, she's got a little doggy passport. She's all like jabbed up. She's ready to go. But oh. um, so yeah, I might I might be coming back on December. But it depends on stuff. Like I'm not trying to. I, I just don't want to enter the UK with this energy at the moment. Honestly, like I know it's not the. Um... It's not the best place to be at the moment. And now the, the cases are all going back up again. So who knows what's going to happen, whether we're going to be in lockdown again or who yeah, well, knows. Let's, let's talk about that over here as well. Anyway, like the, the, uh, the capital Jakarta 
Um, they just got girl gone back into lockdown again. So. Oh shit! Okay. Yeah. Anyway, fuck all that shit. I don't know. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you have to talk about it, but I also don't want to like dwell on it for too long because it's Next just question. fucking boring. <laughs> <laughs> so, going into your like your business thing, because that's obviously mm-hmm. the main thing. The podcast is about people that have like taken a risk and taken like a more creative path than taking the yeah, normal yeah. nine to five. So. Tell me a bit about, firstly, your business, and then we'll kind of get into why mm-hmm. you decided to do that. So this is this is quite vast now. Like, I, I would just say the business is just jewellery design in general because I've still got, like, three major pillars. Number one is, like, organisational jewellery. So it's a bit more black and white. It's a bit more not as exciting, but it's got a huge upside, and that's just doing organizational jewelry for sports teams or outstanding businesses so examples of that are working with a financial company at the moment and every time their staff hit a certain number in sales they get their own custom ring with their name on the side a couple of diamonds in it etc etc we've also done that for sports teams so anyone listening would be familiar with like an NBA team or an NFL team winning a championship like not at that level yet but we do sort of replica rings for sports organizations within the UK. So that would be 40, 50 rings at a time. Usually not real diamonds for those guys because they don't have the budget, but they're still big rings made of silver. We put some gemstones in there. So that's that side of the business. And then I've got Erotic, which is started off as a bit of fun, really. That was, I'm sure we'll get into the inspiration of that in a bit, so you feel free to ask about that. But that's heavily inspired by like the female figure. It's all sculpture work, and that's just... That was at the time my, I guess the chance to just be a bit more weird and abstract because I was doing all this organizational jewelry and I was def- uh, designing within the confines of like a client's wishes. It was something that I could just make myself and sell. Mm-hmm. So that's what that's been. And that's just coming up to a year, a year old. So that's pretty new. And then apart from that, I actually do a lot of brand work. So let's say we could use Nike as an example, right? They don't sell jewelry. Um, or at least I don't think they sell jewellery. I've never seen them sell jewellery. But no, they do already so. have an existing customer base. They've already got an existing uh, everything. The infrastructure's there, right? So mm-hmm. I've been reaching out to brands, mostly this side of the world, because I want to work with people in person. Mm-hmm. So that's sort of Australia, Bali-based. And basically designing in line with their brand's vision. So what that looks like is I'll come on board as, I guess, creative director of jewellery for said brand and then design a collection, in line with the brand's vision, put that out to market, take care of production because the, the hardest thing with jewellery is production because there's just so many nuances to it. Mm-hmm. And then just take my cut off the off the sales. So it's like a low energy, not too high cost way for a brand to get involved in the jewellery game without having to know too much because I'm basically like taking on that responsibility. So that's probably okay. where I'm most excited at the moment because I'm getting to work with very interesting people, people that a year ago I never thought I'd be able to work with. That's not a lie. I didn't think I'd be working with them that soon, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. And um, the, the upside to that's limitless because you're already plugging yourself into an existing machine that's already working, right? The, the marketing's already flying. They've already got their email list up. Boom, boom, boom. Like, it's all there. So you just need to plug and it in. And you're just stepping in and giving your, giving your creative eye on that kind of side of things that they don't know so much about. Yeah, running it by them. At the end of the day, they still got to give it all, the, all clear, right? Because certain stuff has to fit within the brand so I'll just sit down they'll tell me a little bit of something about it like I'll see what clothing they're doing and try and match the jewellery like in concept and aesthetic to that and then yeah we just come out with something but um 
So that's the, that's the sort of three main things, but it all comes under just jewelry design in general. And in the future, I want that just to just to lose the jewelry industry, just to be design, really. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Design in what way? Well, I think like when you look, say lose the jewelry, <clears throat> like what do you mean by that? I, I'll still do jewelry, but what I mean is it would just be designer. It would just wouldn't be jewelry designer because like creativity and jewelry spans across all platforms. Like there's no limits to it. And if you can make a piece of jewelry, you can you can design a car, you can design a house. I feel like. If you're an architect, there's no reason you can't come in and make a, a diamond ring. There's just different things to learn about it. But I plan at being at a stage where I've got the resources and I've got the people around me just to switch markets, basically. Oh, I love it. Thinking about the future. For sure. You have to. You have yeah, to now. Know we're going. getting old. To we're an extent, isn't it? Like, I like to keep it. I like to keep it exciting. Still, I think yeah. you should have a direction. Like one of my favorite quotes was to a ship with no direction any wind is preferable right so it's like if you don't know where you're going you're just gonna be floating around in the sea and just like bobbing around you don't want to be yeah. bobbing around you want to be going in a direction so set your sights and just shoot for something but it doesn't have to be super super specific i don't believe in like i need to be here by this day like i want to let it, i want to let it unfold in the natural way still but i love it i love it i live for it every time i speak to you my mind just like opens up and i just feel inspired because I'm a bit of a slug at the moment. Like I've got so much to do with like uni and everything. And actually mm. this conversation is probably going to get my ass into gear a little bit and actually get me moving because I've got yeah, so much shit to do. With the uni thing, I'll challenge you on that because like I might remember us talking a year and a year and a half ago and you were just maybe longer ago now and you just gassed to even get into uni. So try to get yeah. back into that energy in it because like, we, we've become familiar with stuff. It's like even me with the business stuff, it's like sitting here now and you asking me these questions is mad because... It sounds on paper, it's just like, oh, you're a business owner, this, this, that, but I'm just like, yeah, all right, cool, what's next? <laughs> I love it, though. But, okay, so what then inspired you to get into this line of work? Like, forget all the kind of things that you've branched off into, like erotic and things like that, but, like, what mm -hmm. actually inspired you to get into jewellery design in the first place? Like, where did it all begin? Yeah, that's a, that's a beautiful question um it started just with jewelry so my one of my earliest memories right my for those of you who don't know which will be everyone apart from yourself um i'm half norwegian so every summer when i was growing up would go back to norway like my mum was big on that from until i was probably about 16 we'd go back for like two or three months whenever we got the whole the whole uh, summer off from school and one of my earliest memories is going to a gemstone mine with my mum's mum oh and nice I must have been five or six and we drove up like, into the mountains and there's this gemstone mine where they literally like you walk into the joint and they give you an axe like you're not diamond you're not mining for anything too crazy but you can walk around and you can see like the mineral veins in the wall and then you can basically just like hammer it out and take it home like, crazy crazy experience nice. she was she was well into her gemstones and shiny things so I think she gave me that gift of she she planted that something in my mind mm. and um I just followed that really. So moving forward, when I, I remember being like 13, 14, so fast forward, like let's say 10 years, whatever. People would be like, what do you want to do? And at the time, I always used to say I wanted to work for Diamonds and I don't know why I said that. Mm. I think honestly, I was heavily inspired uh, by seeing like the rappers with the chains on TV as well. Like, yeah. I remember seeing 50 Cent with his uh, big diamond, big diamond cross and just being like, look, someone's selling this guy that and it looks wavy. So <laughs> I think that stuck with me as well. And then... The rest of it unfolded quite naturally as it was supposed to. So at school, I'd done like geography and geology, which is earth sciences. So we touched briefly, briefly on, <clears throat> excuse me, we touched briefly on 
mineralogy which gets into like low level rubies and stuff like that and then I was like all right so then I was like 16 17 18 studying this stuff and I was about to go and do a third year at college because I didn't really know what I wanted to do but my next door neighbor at the time was from Sri Lanka Mm-hmm. and Sri Lanka is like huge for gemstones like you can get a hell of a lot of stuff there not everything but you can get a load of colored gemstones there so her family was in the game and she was like look I've done this course up in London they teach you how to grade diamonds they teach you how to identify different gemstones if they've been treated because this all affects the value etc etc how to measure them uh, how to sell it with eye how to use all the equipment so literally the next week went up there pulled up to this place in Hatton Garden which is the jewelry central of London and signed up for this course and that was about a year and a half fast tracked which taught me all the all the ins and outs of gemstones and diamonds yeah during that time when I started really getting into the sort of gemstone game I got a part-time job in a couple of jewelers just like high street stuff like boring like done one Christmas at H Samuel fuck that place and then I done like <laughs> a little bit of a stint at Ernest Jones which is like another one of those just shit jewelers basically and I started to see a disconnect I was like they're charging like whatever five grand for this diamond which I know that isn't that great because they're churning out stuff at high street mm-hmm. and it's all like the same band it's all just boring like it's not boring like there is some good stuff don't get me wrong I'm, I'm just uh, I think I've got a ship on my shoulder you're biased yeah, yeah I'm biased but like as a whole it's pretty standard compared yeah. to what it could be and in my head I had like all this elaborate stuff so I was just like okay I need to I need to branch off my own and do my own thing because I can operate in this middle ground so rather than the high street having to charge this price because they have all the overhead they have the security they have the nice place in the town center they have to buy all the stock this all puts the price of your diamond ring up when you're buying it from the high street so I was like if I just come in as like a one-man show and outsource my work mm. I can basically operate in this middle ground so a ring that might cost you five grand in on the high street I could probably do for like three thousand six or maybe three thousand eight so the client's saving money I'm making my bit in the middle and everyone's happy yeah and that just set me off on a mad tangent <laughs> yeah from there which started with secondhand jewelry I'd go to like auction circuits around the UK because at the time I decided to leave that job I was thinking about doing one more extra year going to like Birmingham Uni to do like the scientific side of um, gemstones, looking at looking at them through microscopes basically and blah, blah, okay. blah. But I decided against that. So at the time I saved up a little bit of um, money because I didn't want to work that year of uni. So I was sitting there without a job for the first time in my life. Well, first time in my adult life, a little bit of cash in my pocket. And I sat down with my parents and I was like, look, this is what I want to do. Um, I appreciate if you don't charge me rent for six months because <laughs> <I don't laughs> be nice. I, I don't want this money to go into that like I want it to go into something and then um, they were like yeah cool gave me their blessing and that was a that was like a really actually the first month honestly like I started just going to these auction houses and just like again I knew what the high street price was I knew what I could probably sell it for and I knew what the auction house was selling selling it for so I was buying stuff and flipping it basically and yeah. I'd go to like Brighton and just pull up to some jewelers who as a young fresh-faced kid and just like pull out a bag of diamond jewelry and just be like do you want to buy anything and we'll just go through stuff and in the first month I made like a month's wages at the time for what I would have made at like Ernest Jones and okay. then I think from that moment I was like oh okay that took me like far less time I made the same money as I did working like however many hours like 40 hours at this shit jewelers that I want to be at and um since then it's just been a beautiful twist and turn of just following curiosity 
Um, tell me to shut up if you've got other questions, by the way, but I'll just keep going. No, I could just listen to you forever. (laughs) From there, I was in the second-hand game, and then um, ex-girlfriend at the time, shout out Gracie, she was like, sorry, ex-girlfriend at the time, shout out Gracie, um, she was like, can you do a ring for someone? Like, I need to know someone needs to get engaged. And I was like, yeah, sure. No idea how to do it, but we can make it happen. And I was trying to find them a second-hand piece. And I couldn't find them exactly what they wanted. So I was just like, oh, how about we make it ourselves? And they were like, all right, would it be much more money? I was like, no, I worked out the prices. I didn't have connections to diamonds at the time. So I was buying my diamonds through someone who had the connection. So that put the mm. price up a little bit. But put that sale through, made, made a little bit of money on that. They were really happy. They got the design they wanted. They got it for cheaper than a high street, et cetera, et cetera. And then I was like, all right. I'm doing that was a whole That's a whole other direction. So we got into that, started doing brand new stuff, wedding, wedding, wedding wings. Well, you've done wedding my wedding ring. wing. I've done your wedding wing. I'm, I'm stoked for that. that looks like, Tom has done mine and Brandon's wedding rings, and they're the fucking coolest things I've ever seen in my life. And they are so perfect. They're engraved on the inside. They have black. What are they? Black diamonds. Black diamonds on the inside. Yeah. They are so beautiful. And it means just so much more with the fact knowing that, one, taking away the fact that we've been friends for a very long time, like helping out like a smaller business is mm. something that's obviously a lot better to do than helping out these big chains. Um, yeah. And also the fact that you are one of my like, longest friends and oldest friends, and the fact that you have put your like, energy and your mind and your creativity and your love into this thing for me that mm. I'm going to be wearing, fingers crossed, for the rest of my life, sure. unless Brandon's given me food poisoning and I'm going to fucking divorce his ass tonight. <laughs> um, but... Yeah, it's just, I think that they're fucking amazing. They're so good. I'm so happy that you did that. And I mean, that's like such a crazy thing. Like not only like for you, I guess, like, but being able to make, how does it feel to be able to make wedding rings for your like friends and like people that you like know and love? How does that, how does that feel just as like a person? 100%. A couple of things on that. Number one, Brandon's hands, low-key sexy. You don't worry about <laughs> Like every time, every time you send me a picture of the ring on, I'm just like, fucking hell. Brandon's got, he's got a good hands. hands. He's so got very good hands. He's got to get out of there. Um, to answer your question, I've only ever done yourselves and friend-wise, this is, uh, and another couple. Um, mm. And I, I, got the, I got the pleasure of going to their wedding. And there was something like spiritual, like weird about seeing that ring go on the finger and being like, oh, I created that. And that's this bond in love. And like, it's a mad feeling. It's, it's hella beautiful. And although... I'd say I have the most fun when I'm just doing the weird design stuff. I'm working with people, but at the same time, the most rewarding is like you've made something which signifies deep connection and like connection for life and love and unconditional love. And you, this symbol that you have created is going on someone's hand. Like you said, it's going to be worn forever. And that's just amplified when it's on someone like yourself. So oh. it's, it's, it's just, it's mad. It's a crazy thing. Like the first time someone done that, I was a bit like, so when I say done that, the first time someone commissioned me for an engagement ring, it was a bit like, fuck, they've just signified this guy loves this woman and has paid me money to make something to signify that love to this woman and to like lock it in. Nuts. It's a crazy That must thought. be such like a, just like a wholesome experience, like to yeah. just make something like that for somebody that you know and love and just be like, here you go, this is what I've made for you. Yeah, I think it's important to keep it in mind because when you're, you're just in a good mindset when you're creating something then, you know? Like yeah. even with the jewellery, like from remove remove maybe the love part of it and all that, but like even with the jewellery I make, it's just like I want it to be, I'm trying to make it for someone who's going to wear it for their life still, you know? Mm-hmm. Like even if it's just a silver piece of fashion jewellery, like I still want it to last. 
exactly you want it to be like good quality because that's sure. like your well from what i've seen that's like your kind of like one of yeah. your main things i need to get you a like piece of that actually i mean i was going to talk to you about this so we'll talk mm. about erotic um that's obviously for people that don't know that is your would you say your ma- your main kind of thing that you're known for at the moment is like that that kind of the erotic brand and that jewelry yeah i'd say so it's the first time i've been outwardly i'm i'm a pretty reclusive like quiet person i don't really like shout all about a lot of what i do so it's the first time i've been outwardly i guess outwardly creative like i've never really had an instagram before i never really pushed something i've never really had like an aesthetic etc etc but this is the first time i like, put it out there so for this year i'll say yeah i reckon that's probably gonna I'm going to like bypass that over the next three to six months as I do this brand stuff. I think it will come to a new level and that will become more of a Thomas Beard will be known for Thomas Beard rather than like erotic, you know, but um, that's, yeah. that's future talk. So, for now, so yeah. what in, you said, obviously erotic was like more of a, a kind of bit of fun at first, but like what mm-hmm. inspired that type of jewelry? Cause it's a very specific type of jewelry for sure <laughs> um i mean the name what say what what's the <clears throat> meaning behind the name at first because to me when i think of erotic obviously it's spelled a little bit different um yeah you put but... me on the spot i'm a bit tired i'm probably gonna fuck this up which is not good but it's all good um, but so, what's the reason yeah. for that name and what i mean for me i just think of like straight pumping like getting tied up and and doing some nasty stuff so like what's what's the reason <laughs> behind that name like where did that come right. from stay with me here and i'm probably gonna butcher this because i'm tired and there's a lot of missing clues but i was looking at a name right and i was like all right i want something weird cool pops hasn't been done before so it's actually erotic right now erotic is erotica Ooh. in norwegian so paying homage to the norwegian roots and i really love the, de- the, 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 the definition of erotica the definition of erotica is art or literature intended to arouse so oh. i was like wait is that right art or literature intended to arouse uh, 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 oh, sorry, to arouse sexual desire. That's erotica. So art or literature intended to arouse sexual desire. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, look, this jewelry isn't about arousing sexual desire, but I want people to feel like to be aroused. Now, arousal isn't just like sexual. Do you get me? It's like it's feeling something. Yeah. So that will just linked in. So the the tagline, even which I can't even remember right now, which is great as a brand owner, isn't it? Is like, oh, <laughs> it's basically, <laughs> it's early, man. Fuck's sake. It's me being confident like now nah, I don't need the questions. Let's just freestyle it and then you ask me <laughs> shit and I'm like, uh, 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 uh. Hold on, let me get <laughs> So basically like I've just chopped a few things around and we changed it to um art is a sorry, erotic is an art house rooted in jewellery design. Our goal is to create art and tend to arouse, evoke, or awaken a feeling, emotion, or response. So like we the idea was we want you to like when you wear this jewellery, it's going to make you talk about it, it? It's going to make you just feel something. Mm-hmm. So, again, with the erotica thing, we removed, removed um, the sexual desire bit, and it was just like art or literature intended to arouse, which we put, we put, which we put into our mission statement. And then the definition of, of arousal is to basically, like, evoke or awaken a feeling, emotional response. Mm. So we just, like, pumped that all into the mission statement. So that's what erotic means. And what was the next question? What, um, what inspired it? Yeah, what inspired that? Because, I mean definitely people go and check it out i'm gonna put all of like the gonna plug you a little bit in the mm-hmm. description of the podcast and in the on the instagram and everything so people definitely go and check out the jewelry because it is very unique i've i've For never sure. seen anything like it before 
Um, oh. It's, yeah, it's fucking, it's great. It's great work. So, I mean, what made you go with, down that line? Like, what, why, why so specific and why that way with, when designing it? Yeah, let me get a little bit vulnerable right now. Um, so, weird, weirdly, as a jeweler, like, until uh, probably about, let's say like a year ago, I never made myself any jewellery. Now, the reason for that was because like I have access to whatever the fuck I want to make. So I was just like, I'm just going to end up, you're just going to just see me moving crazy. Like if I can make my own stuff, I'll just have like 10 chains on and blah, blah, blah. So I didn't really like make myself anything. Now, at the time, I'm with, I'm, I'm with a girl uh, now called Natasha and we've had a, we've had a beautiful journey, right? So we've known each other for like, coming up to like two and a half years and mm-hmm. we've been in a relationship twice so the first time which was da, 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 december 20 2019 going into 2020 she was over in england now i was making we would like design pendants together which were just like these gold pendants and they had like a couple of diamonds in them or whatever that relationship ended up ending at the time so i was sitting there and i was just like okay i've got this gold and i've got these diamonds didn't really know what to do with them i was obviously feeling away it's the yeah a bit emotional and all that mm-hmm. so i was like rather than getting this giving this gold back i'm gonna put this gold into a piece that's like just embodying how i'm feeling the pain etc etc sort of like um what's the word osmosis in it i think when it's like what something turns into something else like a transmutation of sort of energy like turning that gold into something else rather than it just melting back down and not being used and i just kept having this idea of this woman in handcuffs and that's sort of like represented it wasn't just like it wasn't it wasn't straight kinky it was just more thinking like straight lo- kinky <laughs> it was more like the energy of like locking someone down it's like it's almost linking back to what we were talking about, marriage thing. It was just like, where do you think you're going? It was the energy. It was just like, this girl's now out of my life. I didn't want her to be out of my life at the time. So it was almost like locking her down, like, now you can't leave sort of thing. Do you get me? Like, it was more that mm. rather than, rather than, yeah, getting tied up in the bedroom or whatever. But that's, that's the beautiful thing about this brand. It's like, if you take it for face value, it's just like, you might just be like, nah, nah, nah. what's all this about? Like, it's just like, there's some handcuffs involved. It all looks very like, sexual yeah kinky, yeah sexual on the outside but there's actually deeper meanings to all the pieces and like this one obviously more so because it was like a personal thing that i went through so i literally just done this i'm a terrible drawer i draw on my like ipads now because i need the help but i just sketched out this terrible terrible like silhouette basically of like a woman's body nice curves etc etc and then a hand tied behind her back with these um handcuffs on and i send that through to my cad designer and he just mocked it up turned it into a 3d a 3d file and it was like absolutely perfect so i made that for myself right mm-hmm. so i was just walking around with this lady with uh this lady tied up with handcuffs it's the first piece i ever made myself first custom piece i ever made myself all the other jewelry i wore was handed down from like my dad or something um and i just loved it i, I absolutely loved it and um at the time i just had like a small personal instagram maybe like three four five hundred people on it mm-hmm. started posting a little bit more about my jewelry and then at the time probably 30 40 people reached out to me which for someone who has like three, four hundred followers is like a pretty big deal to have like That's a lot of people as well for like your first like your first thing that you've made yourself as well. Like that's like your first thing you've sure. created. That's like a big that's a that's a big amount of people. That's a lot of like income really if you look at it in that way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. And like I posted about other jewellery before, but it never got that response. 
so what this told me was just, and just to finish what i was saying about the people they were just like where can i buy one i've never seen anything like that before and just my business brain started ticking i was just like these are all signs that the market needs this basically mm-hmm. and it was also a lesson in this is the first time that you've ever like got vulnerable made something from this place and like put out a little bit more of a story of a piece and then you get this response versus like all the other stuff you've done like what is that what's that telling you it's telling you to be authentic to yourself follow like follow your intuition curiosity etc etc so that just started um that started everything off really like that she was the main piece and she's she still gets sold now she's still one of the most popular um i think they're so nuts like they're such they're such like crazy looking pieces of jewelry so like just as a bit of, because I'm, I'm guessing people obviously aren't going to be able to look at them straight. Well, actually, no, you can. You can, whilst you're listening to the podcast. Well, we, can, we can paint a picture, yeah. Yeah, whilst you're listening to the podcast, you can go and have a look on his Instagram. Well, what plug yourself. What is your Instagram? Instagram's erotic.co. Is it erotic with a K or with a C? Yeah, that's so. That's E-R-O-T-I-K-K. Dot co. Co. If right. you actually put in erotic. It's going in K, the, it's going in the, uh, in the description anyway. But I mean... Go and look at yeah, the, go and look at it idea, right now, it? Like, so you have an idea of actually what we're talking about and what Tom's created and the jewelry that he makes. I mean, you'll see how like crazy it is. One thing I would want mm. though, being yeah. a bit of a uh, thicker, thicker lady, thick with like seven C's. Yeah. Um, are you ever yeah. thinking of opening it up, making it up a bit, yeah, making it sure. a bit thicker? Because I mean, coming, honestly, yeah, yeah. I would love to see that. That's something I'd be more, I'd be more willing to wear. Mm. Is a bit of a thick, sure. thicker lady. I've got this, I've got this um, thicker line art piece coming. It's beautiful. Um, Stop. This, this, so this, is, this, is, this is the thing. Um, this, the original 11 silhouettes were literally just like a test to the market because it's like, all right, I've got the step one. I've got this response from a, a minor group of people saying that they'll buy one. Cool. Moving forward. I was going to make five different silhouettes. And then I was like, why am I stopping at five? I'll make seven. Then I was like, if I'm going to make seven, I'll make 11 because that's my favorite number. So we made like 11 of these silhouettes, right? All around the female body. But like, she doesn't change much. We don't have like super skinny ones. We don't have super, super like big ones. Like it's just all like very just sort of playing, playing in the middle. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean, so I was just like going forward. I just want to do all of that. I want to have that. It's all about unique self-expression and just having like, and showing love to anyone. It doesn't matter what you look like, what color your skin is, how big you are, how small you are, boom, 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 like love yourself in it like is the message so Damn right. i want it to i want it to embody that um so we're working on that at the moment it's this line art one will probably be done like soon soon maybe come out in like october <gasps> but as, as for an actual sculpture one i'm still i'm still working on that but yeah 100 you're completely right so whatever you're seeing with erotic now is very much early days from what's for what's in my head yeah and because i've got so many other things on it i haven't really um there's stuff coming anyway, October, October. Yeah. Stuff. But you're completely right. And I appreciate you saying that because you're not the only one. And another thing also is um, the, the gay and lesbian community. Mm-hmm. A load of people have reached out and been like, look, this is, this is cool. And that because we've got men and women together, but we haven't got any man and man. We haven't got any woman and woman. And again, like all the, the energy is all from like, just love yourself, do your thing, like fuck anyone else and what they're saying. So yeah. I want it to represent anyone. I don't want it to be anyone missing out. But the only reason that I didn't come out with that first is because it wasn't authentic to me. Like the silhouette was based around like the woman's figure. Yeah, was, I mean, like, the thing is, well, you've always got to start like, somewhere, yeah. haven't you? You've always got to start on one piece. Yeah, you can't. Sure. You've. It's your start. It was a startup company. It was like your first thing. Like you have to mm. kind of like have your base range, and then when you get your yeah, feedback, yeah, sure. and you've got that's when you branch off and you start doing all this other stuff as well. Because obviously, you are like. Yeah. You're 25 years old. This is your like first yeah. proper business for yourself, where you're creating things. Like you can't, 
Yeah, you haven't got all the money in the world to go and make a hundred and eleven pieces for your first drop. Do you know what I mean? Like you've got eleven pieces, and then you like you move exactly. You move from that. You know, you've got the feedback, which is great, which sounds amazing with all these people kind of coming Mm. at you with all this stuff, and you're open to hearing it. So that's like, that's nuts. That's so good. But one thing I oh, there's a fucking mosquito, bastard. Get it. I think I got it. The best game is running around and just like I'm. I'll never like I love I love animals in it, but mosquitoes can get any. No, mosquitoes literally like, like die. Yeah. Die a horrible yeah. death. There is my living room, okay, is like uh bugs life. I've got mosquitoes in fucking Costa del Costa del Peckham. Peckham, yeah. I don't know. I mean it's literally like I'm living in a swamp because a there are fucking that. millions of them in this front room and they are flying around me. Oh my god, they absolutely love me. They'd fly from anywhere to get me because I must just be super tasty. But anyway. Um, one thing I definitely want to know, because this is one thing I've been asking a lot of people about their, like, their journey so far, is yeah. what, has there been at any point where you felt like giving up or you felt like it's too much of a struggle or if there is, like, what's been the really low points for you and what's turned that around for you? Like, what has that brought you back out of that low point, if any? Honestly, look. Yeah, so I've never actually thought, right, I'm quitting. Like, that's never been a thing. Good. Because I've had so much invested in this, time, money, um, all of that, like, just energy. So that's never been an option. But people need to understand, like, if you're going to go out and do your thing, it's just, even, like, now, you started the podcast being like, oh, Thomas is living the high life in Bali. Like, we had to move this podcast because I was up to, like, 2, 3 in the morning the other night finalizing designs because I had a meeting the next day. Like, it's not easy. Mm. Do you get me? So I think one thing for me is just trying to keep real, real level. So um, not really having highs and lows. Mm-hmm. So if I close a contract and I'm like, oh, yeah, Bond made all this money or like finished the design, love this design. And like, oh, I got this feedback from this person. And they said that, that this like changed their life, or whatever, or like they got engaged. Like that's a real, real high point. I try not get too elated by it. Mm-hmm. Same way that if uh, like there's I'm just trying to think of an example, anything that goes wrong in it, like whatever fuck up a design blah 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 and then it's like boom you hit bottom like i try not to go there either so i'm trying to stay in like a level playing field mm-hmm. and like that's links into like books i've read mostly on just sort of zen buddhism stuff of just like not being too gassed and not being too upset and it's just sort of just riding the wave like it is what it is and it's all perspective in it so like it's it's sort of the thing like oh yeah you could be you could get a new ferrari and you're like oh yeah gassed and then you crash it and you die and it's like oh, that's not a good thing it's like it's all perspective <laughs> and like Stuff, good stuff can happen be followed by bad stuff bad stuff followed by good stuff it's just all right exactly so like, but you've never had like a time that. where you've been like do you know what fuck this I'm, I'm out i can honestly say i've never ever ever thought about quitting i just can't I'm now so like, glad. I'm, I'm i'm too far i'm too far in like this is this is i'm 25 now i've been working for myself since i was maybe 19 20 mm-hmm and like the amount of time, energy, and like, it's just it's just been a slow process of just building, getting to know myself, and just like trying all these different things out, and like it's just um there's no fucking way, like it just can't happen. Yeah, it I'm just, so happy to hear that because happen. I like I say this every fucking time, like I'm literally like a broken record, but like I ask that question to people, and like my, I'm sitting here with my fingers crossed, hoping that they're not going to be like, do you know what? Yeah, I think about it all the time because that's obviously yeah, it's real life, yeah. but that's not like you don't want to hear that from your friends, you know? You want to hear people like yeah, no. For sure. I haven't felt like giving up. I'm, I'm like pushing for. I'm going for it. It's all good. So I'm happy. But being to hear realistic, that. like that doubt, doubt creeps into certain projects or like whatever this, this and that, and you got to like put some money up for this marketing campaign. You don't know if it's gonna work, whatever. But like doubt creeps in. But that's where you just gotta be like, if you look, you, t- you miss every shot, you don't miss in it. So it's just like, 
you just you just got to go with it. Just get out your own way. Fucking the good self-talk, like big yourself up a little bit, like confidence, self-confidence. I think that's all been like ripped from us growing up, like having our own unique self-confidence because we're told like, oh, like I remember growing up and you can relate, you can probably relate to this. People would be like, oh, you're cocky, you're too confident. It's like, no, nah, you got you got to fucking like believe in yourself and feel yourself, innit? Like fuck anyone who tells you that you can't, you don't, you not to do that. I got the mosquito. Sorry, that that mosquito? Was, I got it. I was just watching. Sorry, that was so that was so animated. I fully, I feel terrible. What a terrible podcast host! I've just literally been like, you're talking. That was the end of my point. So you just, you just, you just, you just ended the point like with with like an exclamation. <laughs> I got the fucker. He's gone. He's yeah, you didn't just, in you just knocked him into another dimension. Nasty little bastard. He's I think you just showed up. Like, you just knocked him through a wormhole. No, that's absolutely hideous. So he's over, but. They're beautiful. So. <laughs> did it? Did it? Did it have blood in it? No, not th- not this oh. one. I did kill one the other day that absolutely that's, that's squirted fuck. blood everywhere, yeah, and I was thinking, fuck. you dirty little fuck, where have yeah, you got that mate. from? That's, I, the thing is with with life, right? Is like supposedly everything has a place. Mosquitoes don't. I just don't see where mosquitoes fit into. No, they don't. They don't have a place. It. I actually looked this up uh, a couple of weeks ago. Um, I feel like it's a glitch in the system. It's also, do you know what? It's only female mosquitoes that bite you. So that's a little bitch that's coming up trying to bite my fucking skin. It's only the female yeah. ones, and there's only a specific type of like mosquitoes that like that actually. But I don't know. Fuck it. But they're all disgusting, and I hate them. Um, we've been speaking for forty minutes. The podcast. Already? I mean, we've got about another ten-ish minutes or so because I normally do about up yeah. to fifty minutes. But I've got two. Do what you got doing it. I'm in no rush. So I've think? got two more questions for you, and these are the ones that we yeah. discussed earlier briefly. And there's a fucking mm. siren every single time. If you can hear that siren, it's always around this time in the podcast. It's so weird. Right, Arthur, uh, we can't complain about sirens if we're going to live in Peckham, right? I know, I know. I live right near a hospital anyway, so it's like they're, do, they're been, doing their business. Gentrified. Come on. They're doing their business. They're doing good things for the world. They're out there saving people. So whatever. But um, so anybody that was like out and about, think sitting there thinking, (laughs) oh, I really want to. I'm really good at drawing. I have these ideas for this. I have these ideas for that. Like I want to design this stuff. What advice would you give to somebody that is sitting there, too scared to take the leap uh, to go and design their own jewelry or be a designer? What advice would Mm. you give them to start their own company or their own brand? Honestly, like the, the general, the general advice is like super simple, and you just said it there. It's like, look, if you're scared, you need to go and work on yourself and like work through that fear, because that's always going to come up in it. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's an acronym which is like fear, uh, false expectations appearing real. So that's what F E A R stands for. Mm-hmm. And it's it's like you're always in your head thinking about like, oh no, this might not work. This might not work. Like, get out of your own fucking way and just pull the trigger. Otherwise, you're never going to get shit done. Yeah. So like that that as a whole is sort of doesn't and that can just be related to anything it's like any business you're going to start you're going to get faced with fear you need to overcome that and that's gonna that comes through self-work like self-work and doing well in business is interrelated right you've got to build yourself up get to know yourself like get refuse limitations etc etc i was having a conversation with a guy the other day and he was talking about essentially healing the body through the mind and stuff and just saying that there's no limits to that and then i was just like well in the business world and in life in general like there's no there's no limits like what i understand now but I feel like the system that we grow up in without getting all like political conspiracy theory, et cetera, et cetera, it's essentially just cutting people, like putting people in a box and being like, no, nah, you can't do this. You can't do that. And you've got to work. You've got to like remove all that fucking shit that you got layered up, layered up on you when you were younger mm-hmm. and just remove all those limitations. Cause honestly, like you can do whatever the fuck you want to do. And that is so important to like get out to people. 
you don't need to do what your parents want you to do you don't need to do what the fucking system told you to do grow up have like two kids get a dog go play golf when you're 65 like you can do whatever the fuck you want to do honestly like it just takes work persistence courage etc etc so get out your own way work on fear like you need to have a relationship with fear because like as you as you progress even me now i'm I, i feel like i'm going through like a transitional period i'm like upgrading in business world and i've got more responsibilities now i've got more like people's money on the line my own money on the line etc etc like fear is always going to be there in it you need to change your relationship to it and mm-hmm. be able to just go head forward at, um head forward uh what's the word head forward i don't even know uh, head forward forward uh, run run towards in it run towards it run out it head by it so yeah just go at it basically um and i think that's it apart from like if you want to get super specific like about design in general then just like keep getting better at your skill set in it but like with the drawing thing as well like, i'm i'm again i'm not a good drawer like I, I i lean on other people to turn my vision into into like i draw the outlines and then create it to get me so would you say I, like I, would you say like creating like starting off and creating like a strong kind mm-hmm. of like rapport with different other people that you can work with is a good thing to to start yeah. off with as well do you reckon like kind of having you, a strong you be circle good with people, right? i think because i yeah for sure like lean lean on other people for their expertise um I was actually reading a book on this recently by Ray Dalio. He's like one of the big billionaire investor. And he was just talking about the the importance of being able to lean on other people's expertise. That I'm not I'm not a marketer. I know a little bit about marketing. I could probably sell a few things marketing, but there's definitely people out there who know more mar- about marketing than me. So I need to get them in my circle. And I need to lean on their expertise. I'm still, at the end of the day, I'm still pulling the trigger and saying like, yes, we're going to do this. But that's like one of the biggest skills is like leaning on other people to... To, to be great as well and letting them be great you know it's like okay you're good at this boom let's go and do that mm. and then building them up as well um what else are you saying advice for someone else yeah I, honestly i think the main thing is just working working on that relationship with fear because you're not going to get shit done i think that's what a lot of yourself. people say a lot of people say that and i think it's like when is that ever going to get through to because a lot of people regardless of what you've done or what you're what you want to mm. do like people that have gone on to achieve these things, it's always yeah. the same advice. It's just do it. Like you're never going to be in the right yeah. position to start something. Like just do it and fucking, like you said, go head first. For, try yeah. and like push the fear down. Like it's going to be fucking yeah. scary, but just go for it and see what happens. If it, it fails, yeah. it fails. If it doesn't, it doesn't. Great. Like, do you know what I mean? But at least you've tried. Like you said, yeah. every, sh- what was it? Every shot you don't take is a miss. Is that something? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. There you go. So go I think, yeah, great advice. And also, like, just don't maybe don't don't over don't overdo it in your head. Like, we all have these grand goals. Like, I was talking to someone recently who wants to start some sort of like custom um, clothing company, mm. and she was just getting mad like in her head about it. And I was like, look, start simply. Stop thinking about trying to take over the world. Like, what could you do today which could make you some money? You could maybe like go and design for some friends. You could like start somewhere where it's tangible yeah you've always got to start like, like yeah. one pendant like and then just just build on that it's day by day but it's, it's a process man like shit we're, again this is another thing right we're in a culture which is like we see young we see like the entertainment business is chucked in our face and we see a lot of young people and everyone's just like oh i'm not doing shit in my life because i'm 23 i'm 25 i'm 29 whatever like you've got time in it you're going to be around for a long time like you're looking after yourself nowadays most people are like there's advances in health care etc etc like you're going to be around a long time it's a long game it's a marathon it's not a sprint so stop trying to have shit done quick like there's not a load of instagrams we get which get sold for a billion dollars in like fucking one year like that's a that's an anomaly like the anomaly 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 
I think I found an email now. But that's like a, that's like a not a, that's not a that's not a regular occurrence. The regular thing is you set your sights on something and you fucking build for years to make make shit happen. So exactly, yeah, persistence, man. Beautiful advice. And now the hardest one that I think people struggle with. You're 25, yeah. We're 25. Yeah, yeah. What advice would you give to your 15 year old self, knowing everything that you know now? And this is for yourself. Mm. This is not for other people. This is for you. Yeah. The first thing when you when uh, you ask me that, it goes a bit cliche with like, oh, honestly, you just wouldn't say shit because I feel like it would just alter my, it would alter my trajectory, you know. And I feel like I'll just like I'll figure it out and just doing my thing, and that's ultimately led me to where I am now. It's gonna lead me to where I am in the future. It's sort of like butterfly effect shit. Like if you change something, it's just gonna knock everything out of alignment. And I enjoy my life. I like where I'm at, and I like where I'm going. So I wouldn't actually change too much. But then I think. If I had to say something, it'd just be trust yourself. Mm-hmm. And again, this this relates maybe to the fear thing a little bit with just back yourself, man. Like just fucking when I'm fi- when you're 15, 16, 17, 18, it's like a real time of insecurity and it's like trying to figure out yourself in the world. You're like doing stuff you don't necessarily want to do yet in school, et cetera, et cetera. Like people trying to put you into a box and tell you what to do and expectations on you. Like fuck all that. Like just trust yourself and just do you. Like for real, for real. Like. But I think that's hard to give advice to a 15-year-old because you haven't, like, lived yeah. enough to sort of, like, figure it out because it is a journey and you've got to figure it out along the way, right? It's just steps, so... Exactly. But, yeah, I think it's just trust yourself. I wouldn't give myself anything. Like, listen to your intuition, trust yourself, back yourself, don't let, like, don't doubt yourself, all of that. Yeah, all of that good stuff. It'd just be a pep talk, probably. It'd just be like, you're, you're going to do right, mate. Just fucking just go for it. Yeah, just go head forward. <laughs> yeah. It's mad, though. Like, when I was 15, 16, I remember, like, seeing myself now like I've got long hair I'm just a bit like just a bit mad looking I'm just like I never would have thought that in it like when we were in school literally who would have thought 10 years Crazy. ago that we would be sitting here now me and Peck and, uh, and you in Bali yeah. on a little podcast and it's mad but I want to I want to shout out you as well for starting this I think you've got a real natural tendency to be like you can just be playful, funny, just fucking like you're you're hella unique in it. So I think you should really, really push this Stop. and just like smash it out the park. Well, I'm trying. I'm trying. It's doing. It's doing. I'm pr- I'm proud of myself so far. It's doing yeah. good. I'm I'm happy. But I mean, fuck it. We've got to 50 minutes. We've done a good old stint, yeah. and I haven't shit myself. So Brandon's not getting divorced yes. tonight, which is great. I haven't. We are not strapping Brandon's ring tonight. So no, we're not. We're not getting rid of him tonight. So we're, he's he's made it another day. So we're good. But I really appreciate you waking up early and coming and chatting to me. It's been really, really nice. Yeah, honestly, it just feels like a catch-up. I, I, could, I could just... We should just get a Joe Rogan one going where we go for like three and a half, four hours. Yeah, we'll just go for days. <laughs> <laughs> we need a good catch-up for us. No, we? we do. So actually, we'll have, we'll have a proper catch-up like at another time, but just me and you, you know, without, without people listening. Yep. But I really appreciate it. I'm glad that you've, you've come and done this. And I think it's going to be a really interesting one for a lot of people because a lot of people want to get into design and stuff nowadays. So mm. it's all just a nice little inspiring story. And like I said, you inspire me constantly. So I'm just mm-hmm. ready for you to inspire everyone else. But yeah, thank you so much for coming on, honey. Awesome. That was hella fun. Thank you very much. Say, say goodbye to all the people. Yeah, thanks for listening, guys. I'm probably not going to listen to this because I think my voice is going to scare the shit out of me when I sat down here on my microphone. But <laughs> no, I'm playing. Um, yeah, have a good day. Lots of love. Love you. Yeah, you have and, a lovely uh... day in Bali. I'm about to go to bed, but you have a great day yes. in Bali. Go surf or something. But remember to put a mask on because five pounds. 
is a lot of money. Fuck the master, don't do shit. (laughs) Okay, that's a whole nother story, but I'm going now. But thank you so much. (laughs) Bye, everyone. Catch up, bye.